This is Pod Populi. Podcast for the people. Well, good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. We're over in Boca Raton at Pod Populi and uh, doing our podcast studio. We have a really exciting guest here, and uh, without further ado, and now, by way of Miami, Florida, she is the Vice President of Community Relations at Go Brightline. She's a graduate of the University of Florida. She is the proud recipient of the Athena Award for Young Professionals in 2020. She loves to travel. She obviously loves the Gators, and she loves trains. She is Allie Soul. (laughs) <laughs> what an introduction good morning good morning thank you so much for coming on you know it's um it's been a long time coming i think uh with brightline and, and and you know it was so exciting when they uh put in miami and west palm beach and you know we're now we're getting closer into um you know uh boca and aventura and miami and all that tell us a little bit about brightline and um uh, and uh why why brightline so special uh, well, I'd say that you definitely need to ride Brightline to realize what makes us different than really any other train company uh, in in the world, frankly. Uh, and that's because we are focused on the guest experience. And that guest experience starts, uh, you know, when you book a ticket, whether it's via our app or our web- website. Uh, we've just recently introduced our first and last mile mobility service. So you can get picked up in a Brightline branded vehicle and you can book that all through the app uh, where it takes you to one of our currently three South Florida stations. As soon as you walk in, uh, it smells like the Brightline scent. And, you know, that experience continues both in the station uh, on board. Our trains, our seats are bigger than that of a first class airline cabin. Every seat has multiple outlets. We have high speed Wi-Fi. We're pet friendly. We sell uh, food and beverage on board, including alcohol, which is always, you know, the number one thing people ask. Uh, and and, you know, we're really just focused on making sure that um, when you decide how you want to travel, you enjoy that experience. It's not just uh, a necessity, right? But it's a part of getting, it's part of uh, getting from where you need to go, but also enjoying it and being able to relax and do what's important to you. No, agreed. I mean, I, I've ridden the uh, the Brightline uh, several times um, down to uh, Miami and then even into West Palm Beach. And, you know, the, the things that I notice, um, you know, is, is really, you know, is luxury, certainly, um, you know, the difference between it. And, you know, I love tri-rail as well. But, you know, um, you know, the difference between a, a tri-rail and a Brightline are, are night and day. And, um, you know, it's just plush seats and, you know, everyone says hello. And, um, it really is a, uh, a great guest experience. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about like, you know, you know, I know that they're doing the, um, like the unmanned, um, stores on board with the, the, mm-hmm. you know, the convenience stores and those kind of things. You know, we did a premium and, you know, you go in and it's like a first class, first class lounge. Um, you know, it, it you know, is there any secrets behind uh, uh, behind Brightline that you know they decided to come up with uh, a lot of the great things that uh, that make Brightline so well? You know, 
uh, I don't know if there are any secrets, but <laughs> I've been uh, with the company since 2012. So it's been a while now. And before Brightline was ever Brightline, uh, you know, our campaign name, if you will, was All Aboard Florida. And the company, the team spent a significant amount of time researching and looking at other train providers, both in the United States and, you know, in Europe, which is where you see similar services to what Brightline offers, although there are definitely many differences between the two. And the number one thing that we found was that people in America think of train travel as being a very gray and dull experience. Uh, it's not something that they want to do. It's something that they have to do. As I said earlier, it's a way to get from point A to point B. And so that's really how Brightline came to be bright. Uh, it's a brighter way to travel. We were focused, all of our stations, if you've been in them, have tons of light. They're clean. Like you said, our teammates are there welcoming you. Um, you know, we have our premium uh, service, which uh, extends both in your first last mile drop off, we have Teslas uh, that are part of that premium experience. Then when you get to the station, you have your dedicated lounge that includes complimentary food and beverage. When you get on board, the seats are bigger. There are less seats in that car. You do get that complimentary food and beverage experience on board. And so it really is, again, tailoring to people want experiences. They want to enjoy the journey. Uh, and that's really what we we're focused on. And I would say if there's any secret, um, it's just that we look at every part of our business from the lens of our guest uh, and how can we make it the most enjoyable experience for them. And obviously Brightline today is, you know, it's about an hour trip if you're going from Miami to West Palm Beach. Uh, but next year we will launch our service to Orlando which will be about a three hour trip from Miami to Orlando. Uh, and that's where, you know, when you look at if you could fly, if you could drive or take a train from Miami to Orlando, that train we believe really is the best option uh, because getting to the airport, you have to get there, park, go through security. Maybe the the crew shows up on time. Maybe there's a weather delay. Maybe you're stuck on the tarmac when you land in Orlando. Who knows? Uh, and if you drive, I'm sure I'm not the only one listening here to your podcast. Uh, you know, it's taken me, like you said, I live in downtown Miami. Uh, you know, on a Friday, I've tried to go from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. It took me an hour just to get from downtown to the Golden Glades Interchange, right? In an hour on Brightline, you'd already be uh, almost to West Palm Beach. And so it really will become um, just a better experience and a better way to travel. Well, your timing couldn't be better because uh, I think uh, a lot of customers are looking for different options, uh, specifically, you know, going to Orlando or, or just going on a night out of town because, you know, I'm not doing, you know, I mean, um, I love Miami, but I don't love the traffic. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, an issue down there. And, 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 um, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll actually drive to Fort Lauderdale, um, and, and take the bright line to, uh, to Miami just because we don't want to do that last, you know, 20 miles or so. Um, because, it, you know, it could take us an hour, hour and a half just for those 20 miles, depending on the time of day. And certainly, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. Why would someone, 
you know, um, wanted to, you know, and you've, uh, you've kind of alluded to most of them, but, you know, why would someone want to take Brightline, you know, um, you know, as opposed to potentially like tri-rail or, um, or drive, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the fares and the prices, you know, people talk about, but, you know, um, really, you know, a lot of the fares have been, uh, you know, pretty reasonable, certainly, uh, as they do specials for Miami Heat games and, and, and such. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, giving, um, that value proposition even, even more to the consumer. For sure. The first thing that I'll say is Brightline and Tri-Rail are complementary systems, right? Uh, Tri-Rail operates on a different corridor than Brightline. Uh, it stops about 20 times between Magnolia Park uh, and the Miami Intermodal Center currently. That trip takes about two hours. Uh, you know, it's that is a, a true commuter service uh, that is connecting many different locations on the predominantly west side of I-95. And that serves a population and it serves a need. Uh, and we are located on the East Coast, right? Uh, we connect the downtowns of Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach. Soon, Boca uh, and Aventura will be added to that. But we are express inner city. So it's less than 30 minutes to get from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. And then it's about another 30 minutes to get from Fort Lauderdale to West Palm Beach, right? So that trip, again, 60 minutes versus two hours. Uh, some people prefer uh, you know, taking less time. You talk about the value proposition. I think what we've all realized is that our time uh, is really the most valuable asset. Uh, you normally think that your car is uh, has the least friction to get you where you want to go uh, because you can just pick up your keys, walk to your driveway, you start driving. Uh, it's not until you know you encounter that accident or the there's road closures for you know construction or there's a rain delay, whatever the case may be, that you realize that there is a significant amount of friction as it relates to driving. And hopefully you're a safe driver and you are focused on the road and not all of the other distractions that we have in front of us, right? But by taking Brightline, we remove all of those barriers. Uh, so that's really why we introduced Brightline Plus. As our president, Patrick Goddard, says, we wanted that experience to be as frictionless as taking your car. In our app, you can book a pickup from your first destination to the Brightline station, from the Brightline station to your final destination, and Brightline will take you from point A to point B. And about 30% of our riders have taken Brightline Plus, um, and we get rave reviews on the experience. But I really do think that, you know, from a, a business uh, perspective, if you're a business traveler, if you're a commuter, having that time back, that time to do what you want to do is incredibly important. And then from a leisure perspective, like you said, before Brightline was operational, I used to tell people in West Palm Beach that, uh, you know, if they took Brightline to a heat game, for example, they would probably already be almost back to West Palm Beach before a significant amount of those people got out of their parking lot and got onto I-95 to even make it home, uh, you know, because our station is about a seven-minute walk from the FTX arena. Uh, and I think, again, you know, once you take Brightline once, you really understand uh, the value and the experience that we bring to South Florida. One more thing I'll say is that just we've all seen a significant amount of people moving 
to South Florida and to Florida in general. Uh, we have to start looking as a state, as a nation, into alternative modes to get people off because people will continue to buy cars. They will continue to use them. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that's the only way that you can travel, right? And so we look at this new infrastructure backbone really as um, kind of like a new interstate highway system, if you will. Uh, you know, we're investing uh, more than $5 billion to build this connection between Miami and Orlando. Uh, and we expect it to be used by millions of people, uh, especially once we open Orlando. And even if you elect still to drive, getting those millions of people off those roadways while you're driving is a benefit to our environment. Uh, it's a benefit to the people who are using Brightline. It's a benefit to those who are in their car. Uh, it's, it really is amazing, you know, and, um, you know, to think about, you know, the, uh, the forethought of, um, of Brightline to come up with, I mean, you know, take the stations out right now and think about, you know, prior to, I mean, these are building in these crazy downtown areas that have a ton of buildings and traffic and houses and all kinds of stuff. And, and, and you really came in with a, a really good plan putting together, you know, the, the Miami, West Palm Beach, um, and, and Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, tell us a little bit about why Boca and why Aventura were the next two. Um, well, you, you just alluded to our three existing stations, right? And so we're focused on, uh, connecting densely populated areas that either are, um, they're walkable, they're pedestrian friendly. There are areas that are close to live, work, play options. Uh, you know, there are cultural venues, uh, business, business entities. Uh, and so, uh, Miami, West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale all fit that, uh, and Boca and Aventura are right there. Uh, so we've, uh, you know, Miami-Dade County, has long been looking at uh, implementing a commuter rail system on the Northeast Corridor, which is the FEC Railway Brightline Corridor. And so in an effort to promote increased uh, mobility and connectivity, we worked very closely with Miami-Dade County uh, and the CITT uh, to move the Aventura station uh, forward. And so that Aventura station will, I mean, 15 minutes, right, will get you between Aventura and downtown Miami. You definitely cannot get from Aventura to Miami in rush hour traffic uh, in 15 minutes. It'd probably take you close to 45 to 60. Uh, so that's going to be a huge improvement, right, from a mobility standpoint for the northeast portion of the county. Uh, but then Boca, I mean, we think Boca is going to be a great uh, next stop for Brightline. Uh, and I know that Mayor Singer uh, and the council obviously are very, very enthusiastic about our connection. You know, I'm out in the community talking to folks from the cultural uh, sector, from the business sector, uh, from, you know, the professional sector, lawyers to real estate agents, uh, you know, to museums. And, you know, there's just a lot of synergy and a lot of excitement about the connectivity options that we'll bring. Our station in Boca will be almost right across the street from Meisner Park. Uh, so you can walk to the amphitheater, walk to the Boca Museum, uh, you know, an easy connection to, to the Boca Town center via uh, one of our shuttles or, uh, you know, a private ride. Uh, so it just in um, right where you're, you're based, right? Uh, in, in that shopping plaza right down the street from us. So we're really excited about the future connectivity options that will be uh, coming online before the end of this year. And then obviously with Orlando coming online next year, right? It just expands the system and people have more ways to do business, more ways to experience leisure options um, and to get to where they 
want to go. So we're very excited about our two new stations uh, coming online at, before the end of this year. So the so Boca and Aventura will be um, by the end of this year, and then Orlando would be the by maybe the end of the next year. So definitely Boca and Aventura uh, before the end of this year. Uh, this is August 23rd. Uh, right. Last week, we celebrated uh, the topping off so for right. our Boca station, uh, where which commemorates uh, the the finish of uh, vertical construction. So we're done going up. We're just filling in the interior of our station and our platform. Uh, the Orlando extension is about 83% complete. So we expect substantial completion on that uh, around uh, the early part of next year. Then there is a certification process that's led by the federal government. Obviously, safety is our number one priority. So we work closely with them to make sure that everything is operating uh, correctly and as it should before we let guests on board. And then we look forward to welcoming our guests on board as soon as possible. But we don't have a date that uh, we can announce yet because obviously we want people to get excited, uh, but we don't want to say something and then, you know, have to change it. So uh, more information to come as we get closer to that, but we're very excited about the Orlando extension to open. No, fair enough. Um, you know, uh, you talked about safety and, you know, and, you know, there, there's a lot of um, noise, I guess, you know, as um, there have been, uh, you know, train um, issues, when when I say issues, you know people who have tried to. It seems like, and and you, we don't get all the information, and, and maybe you can you know shed some light on it. But like you know, uh, cars trying to beat the train tracks, you know, or people walking over the train tracks, or p- potentially you know um, committing suicide and and certain things. Um, you know, how has Brightline um, you know put forth the um, the message? of, you know, the, the safetiness and um, talking about, you know, a lot of those things that, uh, you know, that a lot of consumers are concerned about. Yeah, I'm so happy that you brought this subject up because it really is something that our team thinks about every single day. Uh, safety is our top priority. The safety of our guests of our teammates uh, and of the communities in which we operate. Uh, and we have been focused on safety since before Brightline even ran its first train. Uh, we work very closely with our local communities, with the law enforcement along the corridor, with organizations like homeless shelters, uh, mental health providers, to make sure that uh, we're getting the right information out to the right people. You mentioned some of the incidents that we've had. You know, it is incredibly unfortunate that people continue uh, engaging in dangerous and illegal behavior, uh, stopping on the tracks, uh, going around the gates when they're in the, ar- the down position, trying to beat a train, whether you're on foot, on bike or in a car can cost you your life. Uh, And so, you know, I would ask everybody on here uh, to take the pledge, you know, with Brightline and and to not uh, engage in that behavior, to stay off the tracks and to stay safe. Um, You know, our trains clear a crossing in less than 45 seconds, even though it takes a freight train, you know, two, three minutes, maybe if it's a longer one, a couple more to clear an intersection, right? Waiting five minutes is is not worth your life. It is not worth the risk that you're taking for yourself uh, or for those who are around you. And, you know, you bring up suicide, you know, uh, 
a, a number of our incidents, right, have been uh, related to suicide. And while Brightline is not a mental health provider, we do believe that it is our responsibility to work with our partners like 211, the Dr. Brandt Foundation down here in Miami, uh, to make sure that people understand and are aware of the resources that exist in the community. So uh, it's National Suicide Prevention Month in September, right? We're going to be working with those two organizations to get uh, the message out there. We also have very good relationships uh, with law enforcement, as I mentioned, Broward Sheriff's Office. Uh, I think it was maybe a month to two months ago, time flies, uh, did a two-week activation called uh, Operation Crossing Guard, where they teamed up uh, with the LEOs in Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, uh, and Wilton Manors. And for two weeks, they patrolled crossings along our corridor. In those two weeks, they wrote more than 500 citations related to rail-related uh, activity that was illegal. And so I think that just goes to show that we all need to be patient, we all need to be aware, uh, and we all need to make sure that we, as we, you know, most of us, hopefully, stop at red lights, uh, you know, and obey traffic signals. Railroad gates and arms and signals are the exact same, uh, and we truly uh, do hope that the community continues to heed uh, that message uh, and just to stay off the tracks. Yeah, I think that's amazing. You know, um, you know, Brightline really has connected communities um, and, and has a pulse on the community and has reached out um, to, you know, a lot of organizations, as you alluded to. And, um, you know, we commend uh, Brightline for that as well. You know, um, you know, getting into, you know, so we talked about Boca, we talked about Aventura and Orlando and obviously the three existing um, uh, stations. Um, what is coming next? What what What's coming next? Is there anything that you can say, announce, uh, you know, what have you? Um, uh, what's the next station or, or what are they looking at? Well, I mean, I think we have a lot on our plate <laughs> <laughs> yes, as it relates to finishing construction on Boca and Aventura and getting them, you know, uh, getting them hired up. Right. We are starting some hiring activities in Boca. Uh, you know, Brightland's a great place to work, uh, um, you know, for those who might know people who are looking for uh, for for jobs and for careers. Right. Getting those stations open is uh, definitely we have our hands full. And then the Orlando extension, uh, as I said, more than 83% complete launching service next year. You know, that is a monumental and exciting task in and of itself. Um, we are working uh, with the Central Florida community on the expansion of the system to Tampa and where additional stations in Orlando uh, could and will be located. Uh, And then we do have a station in the Treasure Coast uh, within five years of opening our system to Orlando. So we look forward to, you know, there's a lot that's coming down the road, but obviously our main focus is on uh, Boca Aventura and then uh, the ultimate goal, which has always been to get Orlando uh, open and, you know, making that, that journey in about three hours. So I'm putting you a little bit on the spot. We have any idea on like... Um... Because people ask me all the time, well, how much is it going to cost to go to Orlando, right? Like, like, you know, and I know we haven't had any published fares. Uh, do we have a range? 
you know, um, so we are working on that. And I can say that it will be, you, you know, when you even asked about the the value proposition, right, and the fares, uh, if you're taking I-95 express lanes today, you know, you're paying $10, $12 uh, to sit in two congested lanes most of the time, hardly moving faster than those, uh, you know, uh, in the general purpose lanes. Um, so, you know, we really do think Brightline is a good uh, proposition as it relates to time and money. Going to Orlando, right, there will be different fare structures. Uh, working with our, our leisure partners, uh, you know, how do you work on a family of four or, you know, whatever a family could be that wants to go to the parks? Uh, you know, is there a business traveler? So again, all of that we will work on and release as we get closer. But we know that it has to be, uh, you know, comparable uh, to the other options that are out there. Love it. Well, uh, I can't thank you enough. And uh, I always end the uh, the show on two questions. Okay. Uh, all right. What are you, um, so what's your favorite all-time streaming series or movie? And huh. what are you currently watching? Goodness. <laughs> what a question. Uh, you know, I'd have to say streaming series. I like all kinds of TV from like reality trash TV mm-hmm. to, you know, some uh, good HBO shows. Uh, I think that The Wire is oh, a yeah, great sure. show. Have you seen The Wire? Yeah, The Wire, of course. Yeah, the Wire is a great show. Uh, and then what am I watching now? Um, my husband and I just finished on Netflix. There are two uh, series that we've enjoyed. Um, Indian Matchmaker is really good because oh, I, I love that. learning about different cultures. Sure. And then uh, there's another show, I forget the name on Netflix, where they renovate an entire house in, 20, oh, yeah. in less than 24 yeah, hours. It was, um, hours. I, I saw that too, yeah. I, I, we haven't finished that, but... Um, it's it, looked, it looked pretty interesting. You know, we uh, just renovated our house, and uh, so and it took much more than twelve hours. That's and funny. so we continue to say, "Where are those people?" <laughs> so for those that watch um, Game of Thrones, there's a, a a prequel to Game of Thrones that came out, I think, yesterday or the day before, um, called House of Dragons. Um, I saw that. And, are and you I, a Game of Thrones fan? Well, so. Uh, I was late to the party, um, and um, I finally did it, and it was amazing. So, yes, um, I, I, I do really like that show. That show, I think, was phenomenal. And so um, when House of Dragons, and I watched House of Dragons last night, it's um, it's along that lines. It's pretty sick. I heard it was intense. <laughs> it was very intense, and uh, they, they did a really good job, and, uh, um, you know, it seems like uh, – you know, even though the actors are obviously different, um, the theme seems to be uh, pretty good. So, so you we'll can see. balance out the intense with, uh, you know, the with, home with, renovation and right. <laughs> Indian matchmaker. Cool. <laughs> like sometimes you just need, like, you know, just no nonsense, not have to think, feel, yeah. or anything, you know, and, and just watch, um, you know, and, and be entertained. So, Ali, so I can't uh, thank you enough for all that um, Brightline does for the community. Um, that you've brought a um, a transit system to for amazing mobility um, because mobility isn't just up and down and left and right. Um, it, you know, it's bringing people you know from one one point to another in a different way and an alternative. And uh, we are so excited that Brightline um, is here, and uh, we are uh, 
yeah, thankful. So thank, thank you, you Allie. Thank you, for I'm thankful that you invited me and happy to come on anytime uh, and to keep everyone posted on Brightland's progress. So thank you very much. Awesome. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We will also drop our podcast next Tuesday. Uh, so check that out where all uh, podcasts can be downloaded too. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Allie.